0: Blog Talk Radio
1: In much less detail The podcast Where we cut through the noise And give you your NFL breakdown In much less detail Here are your hosts Jay and Dre. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for a much less detailed podcast here with you live on a Tuesday night, November the 20th of 2018. I'm Dre, he's Jay. I actually have no idea if I can be heard. Oh, you can hear me now, Jason? I hear you. Oh, Good. We are on the air and live and having our usual audio problems, but it looks like we got it fixed already, so that's good to know. Here to recap Week 11 in the NFL, and oh, what a wild and crazy week it was. Close games all up and down the schedule, uh, with the exception of a couple of blowouts. Uh, and, of course, capped off by the Monday-nighter, just uh, there's no other way you can say it. It was, it was an orgasm of football on Monday night. It was so much... Scoring so many yards, so many points, uh, no defense except to make huge plays that presented and and resulted in points themselves. Uh, Otherwise, just no defense, defense optional completely. Uh, I assume you wanted to start on that game, Jason. That's like the game of the century I've been reading, the greatest game of all time I've actually seen in a couple of places uh I've also seen some people like some old heads saying, uh, I like some defense every now and then. I can't stand this crazy tech Bowl stuff that's going on. Uh where do you land on that uh that Monday night affair?
0: I hate to say it, but I'm I'm kinda gonna go with the the, the crotchety, you know, get off my lawn kind of people when it comes to that game. Aww. I didn't like it. I didn't like it in the Super Bowl. I it doesn't bother me so much, you know, in a week. You know, a week eleven game on on a Monday night, but oh man, if this is the future. Boy, we're in trouble. I mean, get ready. <laughs> there were there were plays, and I know some of it could be scheme or just bad defense, but there were some plays where you were watching those wide receivers and they were catching the ball. I mean, that, that was the Bears. You know, we used to make fun about the Bears and the Cover Zero defense.
1: Yeah, a lot that of that. Was,
0: that was fully on display all up and down the field last night. You guys weren't even being covered.
1: There was a lot of that. It was a, well,
0: and it, it was a lot just of a, just throw the ball and wait for a guy to run underneath it. And, you know, and I, I the funny part was this morning when I saw an article where they had interviewed uh, Dante Fowler, you know, from the Rams after the game. Talking about how you know Pat Mahomes looked scared and he was rattled and 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 they got to him and they they made the plays and I'm thinking they gave up 51 points.
1: That's what scared and rattled look like, huh? And,
0: and yeah, that that's scared and rattled is 400 and some odd yards passing and five touchdowns and okay, if that's what qualifies now for for making plays and being proud of your defense, then I guess this is just what we have to get used to. It
1: was just like the Eagles last year. They're celebrating with Super Bowl rings because yeah.
0: after all the up
1: and down that Tom Brady did to them, they made a play or two and they can claim their defensive prowess. And yeah, we, we rattled them. We scared them after he just kept going up and down on them. So it's all in the eye of the beholder, I suppose.
0: Yeah. I mean, all greatest, greatest regular season game ever. Now, I've seen some pretty dang good regular season games. And, uh, I, you're probably not going to believe the word I'm about to say, but I found it boring.
1: I I can understand that. I wouldn't use that word, but I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Because at, at some point you, you, you're you just like waiting for the next, you know, drive and the next touchdown drive is going to take two minutes and, and here's another one and here's another one. And no, I, I as, as mesmerizing as it was, it also, got a little repetitive to me as well
0: i'll I'll admit that yeah the only thing that the only thing that ended the game was time ran out otherwise they'd still be going back and forth scoring touchdowns it's
1: like a college game Uh,
0: sadly yes and i am not a big fan of college football
1: right no i um i understand the viewpoint of those who are You know, looking at it and saying, well, this is just garbage. There's, there's no defense being played. This is what is this? This isn't football. This isn't what I grew up watching. This isn't the sport at all that I came to enjoy. Um, and I get all of that, um, And I also am, I guess, fatalistic in that this is the game. This is the future of football because you didn't see any uh, light-up hits. You didn't see any concussions. You didn't see any uh, Alex Smith leg breaks. You didn't see anything like that. And that's what the NFL wants. They want scoring and scoring and more scoring and uh, no reason to turn the the clicker away because you might miss another big scoring play. And no disgusting hits to make the women in the room get nauseous and say, turn that garbage off. It's too violent. Uh, that's exactly what the league wants. And that's exactly what the league is going to look like. Not tomorrow, but it's coming. You know, I, I keep saying 15, 20 years from now, all the games are going to look like flag football. Uh, but I also want to give credit to the offenses themselves for making the defenses look this bad and, and making football look like there's no defense being played. It wasn't just bad defense. It was bad defense. Don't get me wrong. But it was also great offense. It's everything with the offense. It's the schemes. It's the athletes. It's the, uh, specifically with Pat Mahomes, I still can't believe, I pointed this out earlier in the year, I still can't believe how, much of a veteran he is when it comes to looking off defenders, and the, the eye discipline is just unbelievable with this kid. He will stare and stare and stare to the left, and then just fire it to the right, and it'll be right there on the on the money.
0: Uh, he looked scared, right?
1: He was just so frightened. He, every time he just looked and looked and looked, and then fired it the other way, right on the, uh, just a dime, just a perfect 25 yards in the air, right to the, uh, he was so scared. He was so frightened when he did that, yeah um no it, it's it's everything and Jared golf was amazing as well uh and it's still amazing how much better he plays after jeff fisher leaves and and sean McVay comes in just completely night and day just completely there's no chance he plays anything like this if jeff fisher is still his coach uh but yeah, it, 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 it was a big, big ball of yards and a big, big ball of points. I said the over was just a, a complete lock, and it's, and certainly that's exactly what happened. The game actually pretty much played out exactly the way I thought it would, which is just up and down, back and forth, and not no one afraid to try any big plays. That's It's not about methodical offenses with either one of these teams. It's about huge, big-ass chunk plays right in your face and there's nothing you can do about it unless you have Aaron Donald and he can break through and, and make some plays for you, or if you have Justin Houston, he can break through and make some big plays for you. Uh, other than that, you pretty much were, were helpless.
0: Yeah, if there was this, a safe bet and on all of this, it would have been taken that over. I, mean, I, I We may have made reference when we were joking about that over, like if they had said it at 80, you would have had a okay. hard time. Mm-hmm. staying under that. I mean, 105 points.
1: Biggest over-under in the history of football, and it wasn't even close.
0: And they cleared it by over 40. They had it covered didn't, by the end of the third quarter.
1: Didn't even go to overtime to, have to do that. That was all regulation.
0: No, this wasn't like a triple overtime college game where teams are trading touchdowns.
1: And with all of that back and forth, look who winds up within three points at the end of the game and the spread being three and a half and boom, there we go. The very fortunate, uh, defenders of the, of the hook. And you nailed that one a hundred percent. you said you were taking Kansas city because of the hook and that's exactly yeah. what, what happened. So it worked out perfectly.
0: Yeah. The hook went in our favor and you know, we, we were, we were sitting pretty on that one, but yeah, it, just the total the back and forth and yeah Mahomes threw a couple of picks late and there was a lot of sloppy football that's the other thing is why this is not the greatest football game of all time because in between all these guys running free in these secondaries there was some real sloppy stuff I mean this was not it wasn't great football it, it was a lot of offense but there were there were a lot of plays that you looked at and and, and and stupid penalties and strange officiating. There's all this game had everything. It didn't, a lot of it, it didn't feel like that Super Bowl uh, that we just came off of with the with the Patriots and the Eagles. And and just from a consistency standpoint, people are more than welcome to go back and listen to the recap show that we did about the Super Bowl. And I was <laughs> just as turned off by that as I am about what we saw yesterday. There's just, no, there's just no drama. There's no stakes. It's basically uh, pinball or ping pong, you know, and eventually someone's just going to miss. But, or, you know, you're watching tennis and you're just watching like a, a long volley and it's like, like it just puts you to sleep. Eventually, you know, someone's going to win the point, but it's just two guys or two girls standing there and just standing in one spot just whacking the ball back and forth to each other. That's all not that's
1: there that's moot the rallies out. coming to the there's NFL?
0: Get ready. I'm surprised the goalposts didn't uh, pop out and fall over on the field and on the scoreboards. It just said tilt.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it was it was a little strange. It was not perfectly played. There was uh, for every Mahomes overthrow where he was a little too keyed up, uh, there yeah. was some weird, weird golf underthrows or he short hop guys that were wide open. Or else it could have been even more points and more yardage on the board. Um, unfortunately for my fantasy team, because I had to two Rams wide receivers, and they could have had even
0: bigger days, but they didn't. How hard is that to believe that in a 54-51 game, there were stops?
1: Mm-hmm. There were, there were.
0: turnovers. Because the scoring drives were so short. No time right, was coming
1: off. Two minutes, and boom, they're in the end zone.
0: Yeah, so even when uh, even when the Rams would get up 10, they're like, eh, that's no, no big deal. <laughs> Couple A couple of of different games. times, they, they go up down, double digits. That touchdown he threw to Tyree Kill, uh, I think oh. that got them to 40 to 37, if I can remember all the scoring properly, uh, <laughs> where he sort of rolled out to the right and then threw back the other way, and that ball had to go 70 yards in the air.
1: It's sick. His arm is and, just sick.
0: And there's nobody on the TV screen with Tyree Kill.
1: No, he's waving good. I, I think I actually yelled goodbye out loud when I when when he was breaking and and getting getting wide open and th- yeah, there's nobody else around him. He's he's just running all by himself.
0: Like it, it it reminded me of one of the times we were playing football after school in high school and somebody let one of the guys on the other team go and they're like, no, nah, no, nah, don't worry, he can't throw it that far,
1: so they just <laughs> let the guy
0: go. And uh, I threw it that nice far. You
1: know. Yeah.
0: Easy touchdown. It was like, come
1: on. <laughs> well, I was
0: like, oh, just let Hill go. He can't throw it that far. Oh, no.
1: I was never known for my coverage skills. I'll just, uh, I'll leave it at that.
0: That was you. Um, I don't think that was you that was in coverage.
1: <laughs> no, I remember it. It was me. Because it was, Cause it was oh, Big Phil oh, that was running. And I was like, oh, that's Big Phil. There's no way he's going to get past me.
0: You're correct. Um, that's exactly who it was who caught that.
1: Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't think you could throw it that far; it's that I didn't think Big Phil could separate on me, and he he did. (laughs) If he's even, he's leaving. I I I wasn't aware of that at the time, and now, and after that, I was
0: (laughs) trying to cover anybody too,
1: (laughs) right. Uh, some of those defenders out there should never try to cover anybody because uh, they 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 didn't do a, a good job at all. And I don't envy them because who could, who who would be, ju- you know, no, Ronnie Lott it, would be out there getting penalties for trying to light guys up, but he wouldn't be able to cover anyone. Still, he, he might knock them out of the game. But that doesn't yeah. mean he could cover any of any of them.
0: But but these are two teams that we've been highlighting sort of their defensive woes for a while. You know, the oh, Rams yeah. because stop the run and, and the Chiefs because they can't stop anybody and nobody's been able to stop the Chiefs so it was it was the perfect storm I don't think we're going to get this every week but yeah my oh man it, my, it was my notes still,
1: about uh, my notes about that uh, Hill touchdown says exactly the, these words quote how the fuck did Hill get that open down the seam home run from 73 yeah like that thats pretty much was the whole game. How the fuck did he get that open? Just back and forth every every possession. How did he get that open? And the last defensive play uh, to be made wound up winning the game. I, I, was, I, I was out of words. By the time they got up in the 50s, I'm like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to write down here because it's just, I mean, <laughs> I, I, what, what, what so else can guess, you
0: say? So I guess overall in the whole scope of everything, I still have to say that even – I have been more impressed with the Chiefs even in their two losses than I've ended up impressed, you know, with all their wins because their two losses are by a combined, is it four points now?
1: No, with the, uh, the one point loss.
0: It was 41-40. Was it to New England?
1: Uh, uh that was accurate.
0: Yeah, you no, know, it was, it was very close margin and that was, uh, in Foxborough, and here in LA they go on the road. Oh, it was
1: forty three forty, so a couple of
0: three point losses. Losses by six points and then they've been blowing everybody else out. And you got to coincidentally
1: they were they were three and a half point dogs in that game as well, so they covered that one too.
0: So you want to take the Chiefs if there's a hook.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, if they if they can manage to hang on to, to home field here. And I don't see any reason, you know, really why they can't. Uh, I, I don't know if either one of these teams or any, I don't know who's going to go to Arrowhead and beat them.
1: And a lot of people would say who's going to take out the Rams. Of course, you know, my answer is, is uh, the team down yeah, down in Louisiana.
0: I think there's a, there's a whole slew of teams I think can go down there because the Rams exactly haven't been uh, blowing people out for a while. I mean, we've seen some teams go to LA and take them to the brink several times now. So I I don't think sort of I I don't even think it has to necessarily just be New Orleans. I think you could line up a lot of teams in the NFC that could be playoff bound. I think anybody who's going to go there is going to give them fits, Uh, unless it's from a team from the East. (laughs) Nobody from the (laughs) NFC can go to LA and win but a lot you know a lot of the other playoff potential teams you know um, i think i think could minnesota could um the bears would be real interesting to see what if they can do anything with that defense obviously i don't think their offense is going to put up 40 or 45 but who knows the rams defense hasn't been very good either i think there's i think there's a whole slew of teams that could go to la and win i don't know if that's the case right now if i trust pittsburgh or new england or or Houston, or any of those teams going into Kansas City and trying to, you know, run them out of their own building. I don't know if that's going to happen. That's the only way you're going to beat them.
1: Um, I will throw out the possibility that in January in Kansas City there might be weather, and that would certainly slow things down. So yeah, there, there might be, there.
0: Just, or just the, the Chiefs' recent history, you know, or Andy oh. Reid's coaching history. Yeah, the, the history is not on their side. We know that. We know how much you love the Chiefs.
1: Chiefs gonna Chiefs.
0: Yeah. yeah, how much how much uh, help they've given you over the years, or actually say they should, how much help they've given me?
1: Exactly, because every time I love them and trust them, they say, "Nope, we're gonna shit all over that."
0: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was it was a game. It, it happened. It's not what I want to see all the time. Uh, I, I I would prefer to see strategy and and time management, and you know, and there's nothing wrong with playing defense. Really, it, it's okay. You can you can play defense.
1: I, I guess I would just say I would invite you to go out on the field and defend Tyreek Hill if it's okay to play
0: defense. You know, considering that what the Rams were doing, I could do. <laughs> I could let him run right by me and, and score 70-yard touchdowns. No problem. I could do that all day long. Now, I'm also want- like, a lot bigger than him, so I could also just like blow him up on the line and take a cheap penalty, but he won't be coming back.
1: I'm man enough to admit that I couldn't touch him on the line. I, I would not I would try to hit him on the line and miss because that's how quick he is. I'm flat on my face. I want to give the Rams their props for winning such a crazy shootout because I had the Chiefs winning the game straight up because, as you said, the Rams have been struggling lately. They got the that first loss, and then they their next game was against the Packers, and they almost let Green Bay come back and beat them in that one. Uh, Yeah, they had not been uh, very impressive lately, and then they lose uh, Cooper Cup, and I specifically said Josh Reynolds would be his replacement and wouldn't be as effective as Cooper Cup, and I definitely ate shit on that one because Josh Reynolds had himself a hell of a game as well. Uh, I didn't think the Rams were going to put together quite that much offense. I I certainly don't think the Rams – I didn't think the Rams were going to just completely tumble and, and put up like 10 or 12 points or something like that. But they – and they didn't even have Todd Gurley too much of a factor. Uh, it, it was just bombs away through the air. They didn't need the team really focused too much on the running game after a while. They're just like, ah, oh, fuck this. But, yeah, Jared Goff hanging in there in such a crazy shootout and, and making huge plays with guys like uh, Gerald Everett and Tyler Higbee and Josh Reynolds and whatnot, just amazing. Uh, amazing that the Rams could – could do that much and put up that many points and that many yards I didn't think they had it in them so that that really showed me something uh, so I, I don't want to overshadow and leave the the credit for the Rams uh playing their part in such a crazy shootout Kansas City the first team ever to put up 50 points in an NFL game and lose the game and uh the LA won't Rams
0: the, deserve the credit for that it won't be the last it may not. Don't forget too. The Chiefs also had to turn the ball over five times
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the Rams to win by a three.
1: Yeah. At the end, golf seemed to still be going, and Mahomes yeah. was the one that was being more inaccurate. And it looked like he was finally wearing down. Uh, it, it was. It took a while. <laughs> I, it's, that's, I swear to God, that's what it looked like. He hey, was
0: just like, been, oh. I tell you what. I I remember playing out in the, in the ball yard, your arm does get tired. You, you keep throwing those bombs, it, it tires out. They take pitchers out of baseball games because their arms get tired. I mean, he wasn't just throwing – he wasn't dinking and doinking them. I mean, he was throwing bombs. Even his incompletions were deep.
1: Even his mid-range throws had so much mustard on him because he can't yeah. help it. He's a sort of Pat Mahomes, so – Uh, even the the intermediate routes are 90-mile-an-hour fastballs. Uh, But, yeah, and the deep balls have a lot of heat on them. They're they're, they're not just big, long rainbows. They're like missile-seekers, man, Uh, heat-seeking missiles, I should say.
0: Well, Um, we got a bunch of other games, I guess, that we should talk about, too. Real football, with real football scores.
1: But a lot less exciting, and that's kind of the point
0: you know, exciting can all be sort of subjective.
1: Well, that uh, Vikings-Bears game on Sunday night uh, was, was certainly game. compelling. Uh, you, uh, this, this is another time where I get to turn the floor over to you because you said that you were all in on the Kirk Cousins implosion. And, yeah. boy, oh, boy, is that what happened on Sunday night.
0: Well, I mean it's it's all been right there. He's not he's not the 100 million dollar guy. I don't know what the Vikings were thinking. Um this was a game that was what 14-3, 14-6, yeah, 14-3 through three quarters. Kirk Cousins had done absolutely nothing. The only time that he really started to seem like he was making any headway against that Bears defense was when the Bears defense completely changed to basically prevent yourself from winning defense and just start playing clock management, It that was the only thing that kept that game even competitive late. Um, it never felt like the Vikings were going to fully come back and win that. I, I, I watched that game. It was exciting. It, it, was, it was defensive football. I mean, there's a lot of people who maybe that doesn't appeal to. It wasn't cheap. It wasn't dirty. Although I will say the Vikings were playing kind of cheap. I noticed a lot of, uh, a lot of thuggery coming from the Minnesota Vikings in that game. I don't know if you sort of saw that the same way, but they, they definitely looked like the team that was losing and didn't like the fact that they were losing and getting pushed around by the bears, and uh, looked like they were doing a, looked like they were taking some of that frustration out.: um,
1: They got hella frustrated. And yeah. can you blame them? Mad Nagy over there going for two on every touchdown and just rubbing their faces <laughs> in it. Man, yeah. they got pissed because they're like these guys. I know the Vikings don't think the Bears are that are are this good, and I yeah. thought that's why I picked them. I thought they were going to come in and, and sort of put a chip on their shoulder and say, "All right, these guys are getting all this press." And uh, what did Kirk Cousins say uh, in the pregame uh, that they they called on NBC that? they they flexed this game they think they flexed this game for them for, for the bears no it yeah. was for us cuz that's how good we are and then he goes out and plays like that really dude really come on so yeah it yeah, was well, not very a good game
0: cousins. And it was his it was it wasn't late enough in the game to to fall into your usual you know sort of Kirk cousins moment but that pick 6 he threw that ended the game i mean mm-hmm. they still played they still played after that and it, it got closer and <laughs> more competitive and it made me sweat my pick a couple of times it reminded me very much of the Green Bay game the game that I was at where the uh, Vikings played like total crap for three and a half quarters and then all of a sudden it was an offensive explosion out of them uh, but very similar sometimes you see that team that that's way ahead they, they'd sort of take the foot off the gas and start allowing the the short stuff underneath and just trying to keep that clock working. Instead of just doing what got them the big lead in the first place, it's one of the most frustrating things that you can see. And statistically, Cousins, the game was okay. Um, but I mean the fact that the, Vic- the Vikings ran for 22 yards. That's not good. Cous- Cousins up until the fourth quarter – had he had thrown for I don't know maybe 130. I mean he threw for like he threw for like half his yardage in the fourth quarter because the Bears were allowing him to and and he throws in a pick six just for good measure. So yeah, it was exactly what I thought it the he is who I thought he was. And they <laughs> and they didn't let him off the hook.
1: Uh no, no they didn't. No, Cousins definitely cousined in that game. I, I was thinking of you the whole time as he's overshooting his target and throwing that pick six to Eddie Jackson. And I'm like, yep, cousin's full to cousin. Jason, Jason had it. Damn it. Uh,
0: And And my lock it was terrible. I mean, I had an absolutely brutal week, but I somehow managed, even in my bad weeks, doesn't it seem like when I have really lousy weeks, though I somehow still managed to win my lock.
1: (laughs) Well, six and seven isn't lousy. So you you got six wins in there um, and you did have your lock. So,
0: You're just setting such a good standard this year. You know, you're having such a great. I'm building you up here. You see, I'm. I'm uh
1: Yeah, I
0: see. Uh, We're almost reaching no excuses territory. Uh oh. (laughs) You know, considering my only win was Murga.
1: I did uh, pull a nine and four this week. I did move up. uh, I believe I'm number two now in the fan uh, rankings on the on the pick watch page. Uh, so yeah, and, and my luck was able to come through as well. Although the Jaguars tried like hell you know, I, to lose I, that, I felt, pick and the oh my god,
0: I feel bad. But, I felt I saw a lot of that game. I just I felt bad for Jacksonville. They tried so hard, and, and it really did feel like they were recapturing the magic. And they they just you know they, the, the muscle, like we said, the muscle memory took over. They've handled the Steelers. It was like it was the defense of, of last year. I mean, they, they were they were picking off Roethlisberger left and right. Like they they just somebody just knows on that defensive scheme how to how to treat the Steelers and you know when where their tendencies are and they just seem to match up so well with that team. And it, the offense just they just couldn't just oh you just feel I feel for that. I think I mean this is it. I think the Jags are just in the tank the whole rest of the season. Now we can. They're officially Brady Quinn done because they're not going to have another, another. They're not FedEx mailing it in, but they're definitely done. Now done. They're, they're, they're over with for the for the Jaguars because after an effort like that to still lose, and lose the way they lost, oh that just that just hurts. You know, and the Steelers mm-hmm. just and the Steelers look like they were leaving that stadium wearing the mask and the gun. You know, because they completely stole. <laughs>
1: It is the big question about the Jags. Uh, their next game, I think, is Buffalo. And I, I have no idea which way I'm going because I am wondering, I, just I like you said, yeah, are, they even, at, are they even going to show up?
0: I was looking at the spreads for this week, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, that's that's a shoe-in, right? And I was like, Ugh. uh. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, either they're just going to take it out and open up a can on, on Buffalo. Or, right, or, or they're not going to get off the plane they're just not going to show up at all because if their best against Pittsburgh wasn't good enough and they obviously they've I think Blake Bortles has completely lost that team I mean the best thing for Jacksonville to do right now is just kind of stink and get a really good draft pick and move on from Blake Bortles it was
1: that typical Pittsburgh uh, what they used to pull what they usually pull Against a a team that they don't maybe they don't respect or they don't take seriously, but they they pulled twice against Jacksonville last year. Yeah, And, and they just take it easy and and don't put up their best effort. And Roethlisberger plays like shit. And Pittsburgh's doing what they do. They play down to their competition. And maybe if the Jaguars don't talk all that shit and tell. Burger, how many interceptions he's thrown, and, and just keep popping off all over the place. Maybe if they just let the sleeping dog lie instead of always having to talk and talk and talk and talk. I've never seen a team talk as much as the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ain't one shit, and cannot stop talking. I understand that might be a part of their uh, persona, and that maybe that gives them revved up and makes them play their best if they... If, there's, a, yeah. there's been plenty of athletes like that that do their best playing after they start yapping at John Randall comes to mind for one, but eventually you got to back it up and they have not backed it up all year. And this is just a coup de gras to, to have a game that you dominate the Steelers for three quarters like that and somehow find a way to lose at the end. It's just, uh, and, and that offense is, is so, so bad. It, it really is. Uh, there's there's something in between i guess the the, the tech mobile office that we saw Monday night and what the Jaguars are doing. You say you don't want to see the tech mobile, but no one
0: wants to see that there's got to be a happy medium no i mean there's that there's that Bears Vikings game, which was compelling and it was a, a game between two top of the league defensive teams and it was four something, so there were stakes that was that was very watchable football. For a game that only was twenty five twenty, per game was almost completely unwatchable, and the Jaguars—you never felt like that, you know—they were up ten going into the fourth quarter, but it didn't feel like a lot. And yeah, it was it, it, too 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 late touchdowns from the Steelers to kind of just escape with a victory, and it, I, I don't really read anything too much into that for pittsburgh because this is it's just what they do they we have seen them under mike tomlin win just as many of these types of games as they've lost they've given us a lot of cheap covers in the process but it becomes a 50 50 proposition late in that game you know what what's gonna be the ultimate outcome um you know the steelers end up getting the touchdown but they didn't get the touchdown they could have just as easily have kicked a field goal and won an overtime or or had it just maybe go the other way. But yeah, Jacksonville to hold them down, to hold them to six through three quarters and still lose. I mean they they you know, everybody was all, you know, James exactly like I had said, you know, like with the the, the no more excuses game, they can't blame uh uh Le'Veon Bell anymore. James Conner played like complete ass. And I,
1: I called that part of it. I said he doesn't have any yeah. reason to try as hard anymore
0: because he's oh. got the job, and
1: yeah, he played like he did oh, play he like what,
0: twenty five yards.
1: And on top of that, had a wide open touchdown catch that just went right through his hands like a basketball yeah. through the hoop.
0: Right. So all the motivation, you know, and that's why I was saying like the, the, the whole the whole through line for the Steelers this year is that all their ills, you know, they've been able to just sort of dump onto Le'Veon Bell. Well, now that he's not there anymore, they wouldn't have been able to come up with it. No, we were both completely all over the Jags in this one. You locked it in. You were so confident. So, yeah, no, it was a, it was a good – it was definitely the smart pick by uh, by both of us. And uh, I it, it just – like I said, I just – I feel bad, not only because Jacksonville was, like, our pick for the AFC yeah. early years. Like, you just – you know, they're so much better. They, they could be so much more in a league with all this offense. If they just had any offense, how good they could be. And all that defense is just wasted. You know, we, we were fortunate enough when we had Seattle at their heyday or Denver at their heyday that they were able to, you know, turn that into championships because, you know, well, Denver's defense completely won that one on their own with, with like the shell of Peyton Manning's corpse. Um, And you know, Russell Wilson and you know what the what the Seahawks were able to do, they had competency. I mean, even though the even though the Broncos got nothing from Peyton Manning, he also didn't like kill them. He he was just he understood that his skills had eroded, that he just had to game manage and not be the guy to lose them the game. I mean, I, I think Peyton Manning right now could probably lead the Jaguars to a winning record.
1: <laughs> He's, he probably has the physical skills of Blake Bortles, which is not saying anything, uh, but obviously much more mental acumen, much more right. game managing yeah. skills. <laughs> and he knows when to throw a ball away when he doesn't have a play, which uh, a, a six, lot of these right? kids could learn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Jags are toast, unfortunately. Um yeah.
0: We stuck the fork in them. Uh, there is, when, when Brady Quinn speaks, there's no coming <laughs> back.
1: <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah, there's a, a ton of tight games, a ton of uh, very tight results, a lot of field goals at the end of games. It seemed like every game ended on a yeah. game winning field goal, uh, with the exception of the Colts uh, over the Titans. Um, and of course, what the Saints did to the Eagles should be illegal. Um, but every other game was was within one score, and, and uh, I don't know how much you can really take away from some of those results. So when they're so close like that, it's like one lucky bounce here, or one you know Cam Newton hitting a wide open receiver for for two to win the game. Uh, that still wouldn't have covered the spread for us, but uh, they could have easily won that thing easily. Instead, they wound up losing straight up to
0: the to the Lions. Ugh. The Lions now have put together a little, you know, they, they they've beaten the Panthers in Detroit, they've beaten the the Patriots, they've beaten the Packers. You know, I'm setting this up because I already predicted.
1: <laughs> you did. You, know,
0: you already, you've got me penciled in. Hopefully, already. Uh, I, I already do. Said. I do
1: have it typed in there.
0: Yeah, I am, and I'm not. I'm not throwing you a curveball. I'm going to try your move of trying to predict <laughs> a matchup the week before, like I'm. I'm actually planning it out ahead um i was rationalizing it to to the uh, uh the, one of the guys at my the guy at my work who's like a real big heavy like into he loves his sports gambling he's really really into that stuff and uh i was i was explaining to him my theory about taking the lions on thanksgiving and i, I got the stamp of approval so okay well so I'm to, that's, all right so
1: that's good um We'll be getting to those pigs uh, shortly. I don't know if you know of any, uh, if you've read about the news uh, about possible quarterback shenanigans in that game, uh, might help your cause as well.
0: I um, know that uh, I know that Trubisky dealing with a shoulder.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, if you read certain reports, it's not looking good. So, um, and I think the spread probably reflects that the the, the uncertainty there. So, but we'll yeah, we'll get yeah. to all that. I,
0: not what we would have expected for that game, but we've also seen we've also seen Vegas has been overly reactive this year. so the just the, oh oh look, the lions beat the panthers, so you know we're gonna not make that maybe as big of a spread as we would have thought because of that one result. And we've seen we've seen a lot of that. I, this year more than any other, where versus staying consistent, they seem to be very reactionary to the most recent outcome.
1: Yeah, they're just trying to.
0: Not, they don't know. This is this year's been so crazy. They just don't know.
1: I think they're trying to keep up with what the what the betters are flooding their money on. I think the betters might be yeah. uh, just jumping on whatever trend you know one game two game winning streaks and, and running towards a, a certain side. They're trying to balance it out and make some money on that other side. So I don't know. if The betters can quite know what to make of the season. I think it's. Uh, we know who's great at the top. Those, those teams at the top are like obvious, but the, right. the sort of flotsam and jetsam underneath that is really, uh, there's a lot of globbiness under there, a lot of blob going on. And so you get a team that wins one or two in a row and you go, Oh, they might be heating up. We got to jump all over them. So uh, it's been a little strange like that this year. So also in week uh, 11, we had oh, uh, uh, just the most gruesome, Injury with Alex Smith, and how creepy is it? Right on the same, not on the same exact field because that state it was a different stadium, but the same city, the same team that Joe Theismann yeah. gets his leg snapped on the same date as yeah. Joe Theismann, and Joe Theismann sitting there yeah, in Th- the in the stands yeah. watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, not a. The only thing that would have made it sort of complete if you could have had the, like the Holy Trinity of of bad leg injuries if RG three would have been there, we could have had. The, <laughs> Trifecta of of Redskins horrific leg injuries, all all in attendance the there. Uh Yeah, when, when when you're when your foot's pointing the other direction, that's never a good sign. Mm. Looking totally nope. you know, back. So. Uh, I Yeah, and and you know that was the the Redskins that they hung around. I give them credit; they got a really cheap cover. Um. In that game, oh yeah, and had, and had a lead, um, you know, midway through the fourth quarter.
1: Got some competent play out of Colt McCoy in, in relief of of it, Alex Smith. Yeah, so he
0: didn't he, he didn't do anything. I mean, stunning. I mean, if you look at his stats, they you know, ugh, I don't know how that qualifies as competent. But I guess in that Redskins offense, uh, four and a half yards per attempt is competent.
1: I, we've watched Nate Peterman. That's why it's competent. <laughs> it wasn't that.
0: Yeah, Colt McCoy wasn't Exhibit B in the Kaepernick Collusion lawsuit. <laughs> so no, he did, he wasn't completely horrific. Alex Smith up to that point in the game had not been very good.
1: No, he hadn't been very good for the season. They're, those passing numbers have been trending way, way down. But not, it's right. not a surprise because they, they keep losing weapons.
0: Yeah, he threw a goal-to-goal pick six in that game. That was just he whoa. yeah, he
1: did. So, uh, that'll be another game that we pick later that uh, involves Colt McCoy. Sounds like you are, you're you're not too impressed with him. So maybe we'll, that well, foreshadows which way you're going I'm in that right.
0: way. I'm not, I'm not trying to give it away. I mean, they are playing against the Cowboys. Good luck trying to pick. You know, know what you're going to get out of them from week to week.
1: That young defense is is growing together and sort of holding the team up a little bit, uh, Dallas. that I'm, I'm getting more and more impressed every game.
0: Down Atlanta and gave them, you know, that they had that, to win that game, but that was not a good game. That was not a, that was another one of those low scoring, hard to watch kind of games. And again, give Atlanta's defense credit; they played a lot better, and and they, they just the offense let them down. So there you go.
1: Yeah, well, the, the the Dallas defense had a lot to do with it. They, they've they been playing better and better.
0: Well, it doesn't uh, help that, you know, uh, Matt Ryan hits Calvin Ridley right on the hands and he just kind of yeah, bats the ball. The ball. Drop. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that's not. I'm not putting that one on Matt Ryan for throwing the late soul-crushing interception. I mean, you can't throw the ball to your receiver and hit him right on the hands in stride and expect that he's going to bat the ball right to the Dallas defender.
1: No, that's uh, if you're into point shaving, that's pretty much how you would want to pull it off. But I, I'm not saying.
0: <laughs> i <I'm not. laughs>
1: just just making an observation. Um, yeah, just, and, then, to get it. And, and as far as that uh, Washington Houston game, the other side of that is the Houston Texans, 0 oh, and three start and haven't lost since. What the heck do you make of them?
0: Oh, I mean, I had I had them going to the playoffs, so I mean, I, I you know I was really high on them with uh, with that offense with Deshaun Watson kind of coming back, and yeah, it didn't start out so great for them. And who knows? That could have been shaking off some of the rust coming back from the bad leg injury. And Houston's defense has been playing better. They definitely have a top half of the league defense. They definitely have top half of the league name recognition on defense. I'd take their defense over the Rams defense was just chock full of names. (laughs) Right? I mean if you that are
1: letting you get wide open behind them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But they got guys. That Rams defense has dudes. They got a lot of guys you've heard of, a lot of guys who've been to Pro Bowls, a lot of guys who were considered, you know, top quality players. I mean, Dante Fowler to let you know all about how awesome that Rams defense was giving up 51 points. No, I mean.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but, hey, 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 just wait. Just wait. to <laughs> Tlaib is going to come back and make everything better.
0: Oh, boy, yeah, because Marcus Peters sure ain't doing it. <laughs> so, all yeah. the
1: sideline shots of a keep to leap, like he's just the the missing weapon. Uh, but, okay,
0: is what we're getting with the Chiefs and Eric Berry? He's gonna He's gonna solve all their <laughs> <Right>. issues. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, that's true. That's, uh, that that's equally, and I've been. I was one of the ones that was saying, "Hey, that defense is totally different when Eric Berry's in there." Uh, so I'm sort of saying the same thing that that they're saying about a keep to leap uh, It's a little it, different, I think.
0: Now the- correct. If I am wrong, but we, didn't we go through this with the Colts when they won their Super Bowl with how trash that defense was? and then Every they got time Bob
1: Sanders, Sanders back, is off the field.
0: <laughs> they got Bob Sanders back right in time for the playoff run, and that defense like looked otherworldly in the playoffs. Oh. I mean, they, 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 I remember that first playoff game. I think they were playing Larry Johnson. Mm-hmm. And we, we were like, oh, my God, Larry Johnson is going to run for 300 yards in that game. And they held him down, and then all of a sudden the Colts, who couldn't stop the run, Bob Sanders is back, and now nobody can run on the Colts because one dude came. So maybe Eric Berry can do that.
1: Uh, Thank you for uh, buttressing my point, because I was just about to get into it's a little different that Eric Berry's missing because he's sort of the quarterback of the defense back there. and. And it's, it does make a big difference when he's missing, and you have to rely on safeties and, and Ron Parker and guys like that that don't know what they're doing.
0: Ron Parker, the worst player in defense. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a pro football focus guy, but when I knew you were blown away when I pulled that one out.
1: Yeah, not uh, not the highest graded guy, uh, the, the lowest.
0: Yeah, not not even like an incomplete, which they do have. They have like a, <laughs> we need more data. He did mm-hmm. not. Call.
1: We got, the data.
0: Data. got yes, we we the data. Yes, we have the data. we bad at football.
1: <laughs> all our little computers and algorithms, we added it all up, and it spit out bad.
0: <laughs> no, I I like Houston. I I have nothing against them. I mean, you know, you know my sort of like uh, love that I've heaped upon DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, that that passing game is good. Uh, I still like Deshaun Watson. He like he just like I said, he reminds me of Russell Wilson with a better arm, breaking containment, looking to throw. He's not breaking containment, looking to just tuck the ball and run for his life. He he's you know he has the legs to get out of trouble, also to run himself into some trouble. But he doesn't have to put the ball up a lot. And you know if the running game can show any any competency, which it did in this game, the road game traveled. Um, yeah, Houston's a dangerous team,
1: and right there in their same division, I don't know what to make of these guys either. But the Indianapolis Colts are playing their ass off.
0: Yeah, they're the best five. Are they the best five and five team? We have a lot of them. Look at the standing. <laughs> a lot of five and five. So you go look up at five and five, and who's like, okay, who's the best of the five and five teams? Um, yeah, they they absolutely blew the doors. Off of the Titans, a Titans team that maybe was starting to feel itself a little too much, I think, starting to believe some of its own press after those two impressive victories, and I guess, I guess the letdown was was inevitable after what they did to the Patriots. But man, the, the Colts showed no mercy. On, on no,
1: that as they as they normally don't. It was really was a flashback oh, to the yeah. to the Andrew Luck's best days a few years ago when he was. Memory, right?
0: it was the muscle yeah, memory?
1: This, destroying the titans with regularity and he did it again. I tell you what, it's so much uh difference when TY Hilton is healthy. He looked like he was healthy again and he was just making all sorts of plays all over the place. And of course as we talked about how clean the Colts are keeping Andrew Luck and letting him operate and he looks like he's almost back to all the way back to where he was. His his ball placement is is beautiful. Uh his accuracy, his his game management skills, his his high football iq he's making every right read every right throw uh the long throws and and he's not trying to be one of the young guys he's not trying to be mahomes or or jared Goff and make long throws all the time he only pulls it out when he needs to and and, but everything else is very nicely managed in the middle he's got a bunch of tight ends that he's relying on too Uh, it's not just the one it's not just eric ebron he's got jack doyle he's got Uh, the most fascinating is this this guy, Mo Alley Cox, who I'm most familiar with because he was a a four-year power forward at Virginia Commonwealth. And all of a sudden you look up and he's on the football field. like, wait a damn minute. I don't remember him playing football, but they just kind of pulled him (laughs) out and, you know, same thing that uh, that the Chargers did with Antonio Gates. Like, hey, you're big. You used to play basketball. Come over here and try to catch some balls. And next thing you know, Antonio Gates is a Hall of Fame uh, tight end. I'm not saying, well, Ollie Cox is going to be a Hall of Fame or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, the Colts are are really organized on offense. The, the running game is solid. The uh, Like I said, the protection is incredible. I, he hasn't been sacked, I believe, in five games now, which is just ridiculous. And he's got no, five. I- it's five or seven games in a row of three touchdowns uh, in each game for Andrew luck, something like that. And like, like Brady and, and guys like that are, are the only ones that have longer streaks. So uh, the, the Colts are kind of sneaking up, but, but they're, man, they are playing some great football right now.
0: We're talking, we talk about the Texans at and three, and now they're seven and three. The Colts were one and five. Yes. Yes, they were. they all, you know, and you sit there and you look at there's five teams. I wasn't joking. There are five teams right now sitting at five and five, just in the AFC, five teams. So you and you're, so of this mix, you've got to make something because one of them is going to be the sixth seed as of right now. Right now it's Baltimore's virtue of tiebreakers and all that. But you've got Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Indianapolis, and Tennessee. So you project that out. Let's say one of those ends up being the sixth seed. One of those five teams, I'm not throwing Denver in there because I don't think Denver's going to make it, um, and they're four and six. But one of those five teams, who has the best chance out of that group of five to go play the three seed, New England, and win? <laughs> and if uh, I was Mar- out, I'm taking the Colts.
1: Mariota banged up his arm again, so that looks like Blaine Gabbert for a while, so you can take Tennessee out of there, too. That's not going to happen. Yeah, um no
0: the only one who I think can go up there and hang something on, on the Patriots, the, the ones who won't be afraid is Lamar Jackson going up there. Of course, it wouldn't it just be like, <laughs> by the way to go lose. Not just, not just not don't cover lose to Lamar Jackson.
1: I don't even know what the hell's going on with the Ravens. Uh, they, they did not trust Lamar Jackson to throw the ball as I kind of uh, hypothesized in that one. They, had him run all over the place. The most uh, running yards for a quarterback. uh, Was that the, the, of all time, was that 117 yards? Is that the most uh, quarterbacks ever had or uh, something like that? I, it's, I believe it was.
0: Really? Um, I mean, he threw the ball ball 19
1: times. Yeah, but he took off running like 20 some odd times.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 27 rushes for 115. Okay. The thing was, though, the other guy, Gus Edwards, yeah, I that guy. I do
1: who that is.
0: For another buck 15. Mm-hmm. So the Bengals, well, first of all, when the when the Bengals brought in Hugh Jackson, who's an offensive guy, they brought him in to help the defense. That worked out really well.
1: <laughs> uh, was, yeah.
0: Noticed, Cincinnati, oh my god. Just talk and about a team that just wasted talent. Just total
1: waste. joke franchise. Total, total joke,
0: joke franchise. franchise. The stupidest team in football most of the time. Just a, yeah, just, of course, they lost to the Ravens. And, of course, the Ravens won with Lamar Jackson in his first start running the ball. That, because that's, that's so Ravens, right?
1: Of course. Of course they won. And, and we kind of caught that. But... Uh but the but the Bengals cover because you can't favor a team by a touchdown and you don't know what the quarterback's going to do. That that would just that just seems silly. That 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 was the Bengals hate coming in with why that spread was so was so big for 6 points uh, in favor of Baltimore. You didn't know oh, what I, the hell
0: they were going to do out there. Was, I thought that was see, I kept thinking that that was Cincinnati was the favorite in that game. <laughs> no, nope, you're right. Yeah, Cincinnati was. Uh, but of course, of course they lose. So that, okay, that was I kept weird. thinking we lost that pick. That just shows you how I've how much in the game, <laughs> how, how my head is in the game here.
1: No, I was uh, interested in that result, and I, and I was also interested in seeing some of the post game that uh, some people some people say I'm pulling my trump now. Some people say uh, that that
0: <laughs> Fox News, or MSNBC, the some people I've heard
1: now? I've heard some people say uh, I was re- I, I read it. I, I read it in some places. I just, I just forget where I read it. But that uh, some people think that that was, believe it or not, the despite the lack of throwing it, that was Lamar Jackson sort of uh, intro into being the man in Baltimore, and that Joe Flacco is actually going to be done. Oh
0: yeah, okay. he may have wally pipped him. It, yeah, I, with that. Why they with won? That performance.
1: I understand they won, but he could. It, he couldn't throw anything. Yeah,
0: he'll I mean, get there. He, ben you, Roethlisberger can't can throw the ball but like eight times a game in his rookie season. They won a Super Bowl.
1: I, I don't think you can win football games regularly with your quarterback just taking off running all the time.
0: It's not, RG3. Ravens are, not, Ravens are not title contenders with Flacco either.
1: See, I don't know. I don't know if he got a fair chance to with this new receiving core that I kept hyping up before the season began. I think they they screwed that. I think they screwed the pooch with that because they kept flopping around with it and sticking Lamar Jackson in there for different formations. They never gave him a, a chance to have a full season to just run an offense and see if he could because he had some success early in the season just running a regular old offense. And then they started trying to get too cute and and have yeah, Lamar Jackson line up everybody wide everybody. and shit.
0: Yeah, everybody thinks they've got the next Taysom Hill. I don't see Taysom yeah. Hill taking snaps though for them. I also don't see him second on the depth chart.
1: No, he he, he takes snaps every now and then, but the, the the Saints' offense is so great that he can do that. And you still don't know what they're going to do. They 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 can have him. They can have Drew Brees line up wide, and Jason Hill takes a couple snaps, and he still gets the handoff to Alvin Kamara and, and Mark Ingram. So there's a big that. difference
0: there. He's not taking starter snaps. Like, if Drew Brees got no. hurt, it would not be Taysom Hill. No. Lamar Jackson would be Teddy is the guy. He's the backup. He may be the starter now. We'll see.
1: Hard to imagine. Okay, we've left ourselves five minutes to pick three yeah, games, which is about games. as bad as 90 seconds for, for one game. Well, so it's I, I, well, that's true, so I guess you don't have to
0: spend too time. I got the Lions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You called that on the last show, so we definitely I have know not about that.
0: that is, by the way, oh, no way. Oh,
1: well, we'll we'll do the formalities anyway of getting to our triple gobble as we get ready for Thanksgiving. Our three games that we pick for Thanksgiving <laughs> Day, starting of course in well, it's the morning for those of us in the Central Time Zone. Uh, that Detroit Lions game is always uh, an eleven thirty a.m. start here, so twelve thirty. PM out East Um, three games, three division matchups uh, and six NFC teams. So that's a very weird quirk of, of this particular triple gobble, but uh, and and three rematches of games earlier in the year as well. So starting with Chicago at Detroit, uh, a rematch of uh, week 10, just a couple weeks ago where the bears embarrassed the lions at soldier field 34 22. But as I was alluding to earlier in the show, Mitch Trubisky, if you haven't been keeping up with the injury news, has uh, has a shoulder thing. And certain reports, some people say that it looks like uh, there's a good chance he's not going to take the field. And the Bears' backup is Chase Daniel. So if you're interested in some Chase Daniel running that offense, the Bears are still a favorite, but probably not as big as one would think. 7-3 uh, Chicago is minus three at the moment at 4-6 and six Detroit.
0: Yes, I have the Lions. I think that that Sunday night game was very taxing on the Bears, and not just because of the Trubisky thing. I just think it was one of those emotional, cheap, uh, hard-hitting games uh, that makes me want the Lions. I loved the Lions before I said if the Bears win, they're going to lose to the Lions, and I'm standing by that. And
1: there you have it. And I'm going to ruin that pick of yours that you made two weeks in advance by agreeing with you. Oh, lions as well, uh, yeah, but man. not just to not to fuck you, but mostly because it looks like it might be Chase Daniel, and that's a far cry from Mitch
0: Trubisky. No- so. I got no contingencies on this one.
1: I, you know what, I don't. I thought about that, but no. If if Trubisky's shoulder is that fucked up that he's possibly going to miss the game, then I probably don't want to take him on the road anyway, even if he does <laughs> yeah.
0: play yeah. with a good shoulder. So,
1: yeah. It seemed right. to be a gamble. In the Afternoon action on Thanksgiving, of course, the Dallas Cowboys host at Jerry World uh at three thirty in the afternoon, Central Time, four thirty Eastern. This year it's the Washington Redskins. So a little Cowboys and Indians and more more quarterback situations there. As of course Alex Smith won't be playing, it'll be Colt McCoy taking the field for the six and four Redskins, and, there's, and I'm sure as a result of that, they are seven and a half. There's a hook, a seven and a half point dogs at the five and five Dallas Cowboys.
0: Not a big fan of the hook, but I'm going to give the points and take the Cowboys here. I mean, let's not forget that Alex Smith's legs broken because well, like every guy on that def- offensive line for the Redskins is is dead now too. I mean, this can't just keep lasting, and, and, and the, the Cowboys seem to be maybe surging a little bit here, so I will take the Cowboys to stay uh, about 10 points clear of the Redskins. It was like a 27-17, 27-14 kind of game.
1: The uh, Redskins in Week 7 uh, in the tight back-and-forth game held on and beat the Cowboys up in Washington 20-17. to Um, this is more, this is totally a narrative thing, I admit, but just Colt McCoy, everyone assumes it's going to be terrible and oh my God, and the Cowboys have such a break and they're going to get such a, a easy opponent for Thanksgiving. I got a feeling Cowboys at home on Thanksgiving, the, maybe the pressure might, might get to them a little bit. And, uh, I, I like the seven and a half. I like the hook. I like Colt McCoy. I don't think he's much of a drop-off off of Alex Smith, for God's sake. And I will take the skins and the points and lock it up. And Ooh. Thanksgiving night for the triple gobble, the last leg of that is, see what I did there, the last leg. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints in a rematch of week three, where the Saints went to Atlanta and won 43-37. to And if the score is something similar to that, then that would not be a surprise at all. Uh, but the spread doesn't indicate it will be that close because Atlanta is a 13-point underdog at the 9 one Saints.
0: I mean, the Saints are just rolling everybody up. But I'm going to tell you what. These two teams, I don't care how good each other of them is, they play it tight. There is absolutely these two teams, they just don't play like each other. This is one of those best rivalries in the NFL that nobody really talks about. But the Saints and the Falcons will get after it the whole game long. Uh, the Falcons blew that late lead the last time they matched up and then just completely ran out of gas in the overtime in that 43-37 uh, overtime game where, where Drew Brees did the usual, just jump over the pile. Like, the one play yep. nobody knows is coming, but nobody can stop. Um, it was like Just like the Tom Brady dive, you know, the, the, the sneak is like, these teams just know the play, and, and it just – I don't know. It must just be almost impossible to defend because he just snaps it, jumps up, pokes the ball over, then just tucks it back in and that's it game over. But I'm going to take the Falcons and those points. That feels like a lot for a heated division rival. Um, Saints are just blowing everybody up, but we know Atlanta can score at Saints defense. Isn't that great? Um, their offense is probably their best defense because they just put so much pressure on you that they just keep the scores going. But I, I could see this being a high scoring back and forth type of game in Atlanta stays within two touchdowns. Sure.
1: I concur and I don't feel great about it because the saints are rolling up everybody like that. And if they win by, if they win by 14, I don't think any, either one of those would be surprised at all. Uh, but yeah, I will uh, agree for those reasons and err on the side of the, the Falcons, Staying within 13, because they don't like the Saints. They will bring their best effort, and they they should be it should be a competitive, fun game. It, it should be a lot of points. I, I whatever the over is, I like that as well. I don't think it's going to get to 50-50, like KC uh, and the Rams. Uh, but yeah, uh, if I have to go one side or the other on that spread, I, I'll, I'll go the Falcons side because that is a lot of points.
0: Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of points. And Atlanta's defense has marginally improved. Maybe they make a couple of plays in this game that that you wouldn't have expected them to make a few weeks ago. I don't know. Uh, The Saints do seem a bit impossible to stop. But, you know, hey, the familiarity breeds contempt. These two teams, they see each other all the time. They, they there's no surprises. Everybody knows what the other guy is doing. And Atlanta had that. If Atlanta had any of their defense, they had that game won. This was sort of their last moment. This was when they lost, like, the last of all their guys was as – I think they lost two of their defensive starters late in this game as everything was sort of falling apart for them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they they, they had guys just kept continually getting carted off the field, and that, that was on their way to losing six. Of their defensive starters, it's just mind blowing when you think of how much they lost talent-wise on that defense, and you know they still have managed to compete. Uh, they haven't mailed it in. They should have won the last two games, though. I mean, this would have been a lot better matchup with them at six and four versus four and six.
1: Yeah, they definitely haven't mailed it in. Uh, they they may start to mail it in after this game if they wind up. Uh, going down and losing by three scores or something like that, which uh, again, I yeah. wouldn't totally be surprised.
0: They're not, they're not completely out on the playoffs uh, on the picture wise for the playoffs right now, but uh, it, it they're on life support.
1: Right. At, at four and seven, if uh, New Orleans does what they're supposed to, uh, then they, they pretty, pretty much would be at, uh, at that point.
0: Yeah. They get, they get the win here and they, they stay in that, that cluster of four to five win teams. Um, which is a lot. There's a lot of teams on the NFC side that are all sort of clumped together. Um, And you look at some of these teams that are, that are just sort of barely on the outside looking in like, well, you mean the the Packers still have a chance to make the playoffs? I mean, it just feels as bad as things have gone for them. Um, Atlanta's still there. Detroit is still there. And the Eagles is bad. I mean, so there are some teams where, you know, you get hot, Somebody in this pack of five and four win teams has got to go. Going to go on a run.
1: It's always the the hard thing to predict. I I never am good at that. The, trying to figure out the team like in week eleven or twelve that's going to that that's yeah. at or under five hundred that's going to make that surge and wind up in the playoffs. Because I there's a lot of teams I stop watching at this time of year because I figure they're just they're not going to make the playoffs because that's how bad they are. And they wound up making the playoffs. I'm like, well, damn it, now I don't have any tape on them because I haven't watched any of their games, and I don't know what to expect now. Uh, the Buffalo Bills last year, I didn't watch a single Buffalo Bills game because I well, just knew I mean, they weren't making the playoffs.
0: We wrote the Bills off when they pulled the first Peterman stunt. We ruled them out. We, <laughs> we laughed at them. And We're like,
1: they're trying to tank the season. That's the only yeah. reason they could be doing that. And
0: it, just, and they got to the playoffs, tanking so tanking. bad at tanking. Yeah, yeah. they, they did the so bad at tanking they made the playoffs. I mean,
1: <laughs> you know you suck when you try to lose and wind up winning anyway. That's you all.
0: tried to and you couldn't. Like the yeah. one thing that you tried to do, you tried you know, like they they clearly weren't watching any tape of that Houston team that year that they tanked so they could get the number one pick and then use it on Mario Williams. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: Chris Brown's retired. I don't think they can pull him out and have him uh, kick a ball completely to the left uh, like like he did for Houston.
0: But everybody knew that they were taking Reggie Bush.
1: And they zigged when when everyone thought they would zag. They they
0: stunk so bad at tanking. (laughs) They didn't even need the number one pick.
1: Yeah, they... Could have fell fell back to they could have made a trade like the Bears did. It could have fell back uh, to number two, and still gotten Mario Williams. I'm sure.
0: Damn. Well, the Bears were what well, the Bears were three, and then they traded up to two. Yeah, I they the
1: Forty Nineers.
0: I didn't understand that part, but, uh, and, but that had to be they were worried about another team moving into that number two spot. Um. But it, it, so, is, so is your boy Trubisky? Has, has he been worth it? I mean, are you are you are you in the fan club or are you still sort of the jury's out on him?
1: Is I said just... I loved him after his like first primetime game last year. So I, I i've I've been on the okay. I've been in the bag for him the whole time. Now he, okay. he he's got some flaws, of course, and I try to point them out when I see them. But overall, in general, I am still very excited about, especially the combination of him and Matt Nagy, who. He sure carries himself like he thinks he's the next, you know, hot shot offensive genius coach, and I, I like the the I like the chutzpah, I, I like the, the the cojones on him. Uh, some of the calls, the play calls that he that he makes, and uh, some of the things that he has Trubisky does, uh, has Trubisky do uh, in situations that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Uh, you know, a throw when they need to run or, or screen pass, when, when they need to run something like that, he, he's got some creativity about him. And yeah, I like the combination of him and Trubisky sort of growing together and uh, who knows, who, who knows what they turn into uh, if they stick together long enough. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm still sold on Trubisky. He seems to have uh, uh, most of the tools that you need. Uh, I am more surprised every time I see him, but at how, great of a runner he is. He is one of the better open field running quarterbacks in the league already. And I did not know that about him at all in North Carolina. It's, I don't watch yeah, football. He
0: so played games in North Carolina, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. He didn't play that much anyway.
0: No, he actually, his legs were probably his most uh, useful asset in the first half anyways, at least of that Minnesota game. I did notice in that game that I don't know if it's because they were off script or just getting a little tight in the sphincter, but I noticed that the creativity and the play calling for the bears sort of evaporated as that game progressed as well. They got very vanilla and plain as they were clinging to that lead. I don't know if that you noticed.
1: Happened? That. No, it does. Uh, I, I did notice. And that, that has happened.
0: Uh, the, the games that
1: I've seen, uh, you know, I don't get all the Chicago games down here in, in Memphis. Yeah. So I don't, I watched maybe a couple of their games last year and I've watched a couple so far this year. Yeah. It, it's obvious that they got the script for the first 15 and they're all creative and uh, razzle dazzle as uh Gunther, Cun- Gunther yeah. Cunningham would call it. Um, and then after that, it sort of breaks down into, okay, let's just do what we think we got to do to win the game. And, and the, the creativity does disappear after that. And that's something Maggie's still a young head coach as well it's only yep. his second year. So maybe he'll get to to the point where he can bring out some more creativity late in games uh, later on down the road as he gets more experience. But right now, yeah, he, he gets that script and he's got all these different formations and there's a lot of motion and a lot of guys running to the side and then to over to that side and all of that. Um, and then when the game breaks down in the fourth quarter, it's like, um, can we just execute a run, please? Can we just uh, can we do just one thing right? So yeah, a little work yeah, to do there.
0: Like a lot of that stuff in the first half that was working so well for them had kept the Vikings so off balance. And in the second half, even though they won the game, and you know, and that was my lock of the week, they were very predictable in the second half. I don't know how much of that was Trubisky with the shoulder. Um, he wasn't defi- he definitely wasn't running. There were there seemed like there were almost like no designed runs or it, it, yeah. It just it got It, it was noticeably different. in in the second half of them. And they looked like a team that was, you know, trying not to lose. Right. They didn't lose. So it was successful, but it it definitely felt like they were in, in that mode.
1: I'm looking down my notes for the bears plays uh, in the second half specifically. And they had a well-designed tight end screen for Trey Burden. They got erased by a penalty uh, in the third quarter. Um, and Minnesota's coverage got them off the field. And then the next Bears drive, uh, Trubisky was uh, – he's being accurate. He was still – uh, uh forget which uh, Robinson that was he, he found over the middle. Uh, is that Aldrick Robinson that's on the Bears? He had a couple of – Oh, Allen the- Robinson. I'm sorry. That's
0: Allen. Eldrick's on the Vikings –
1: yeah, I got my Robinsons confused in this game.
0: <laughs> I believe from Kirk Cousins. I
1: had to, I had to get by, I had to separate my Robinsons as I was keeping the notes there. Um, uh, But yeah, they had one play where Robinson may have stopped on his route. And that's why I got uh, Trubisky guy inter- intercepted. So yep. yeah, it's hard to keep the creativity going if you're not on the same page uh, in the second half with your receivers. So that, that plays a part as well.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and you know, and I know, I, I just yeah, I I continue to be unimpressed with uh, that Vikings offense.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was strange if 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 uh, Cousins couldn't find Safan Diggs, he had nothing because uh, Trubis- uh, or, uh, Trubisky – um Adam Thielen is clearly not what he was. He's clearly still hobbled. Um, and no other uh, guys are making plays right now. I guess Aldrick Robinson's decided to step up uh, in this game, but uh, no one else is really doing much for for the Minnesota offense. If it's not Stefan Diggs, then Cousins doesn't really have too much to go to. Um, I don't know where Theona was. He was he was, he just disappeared. He, he wasn't there most of the night. So uh, hard no. to, hard to win a game when you got one receiver.
0: No idea. Uh, yeah, especially against that, especially against that Bears team, where you would figure that you know spread like Tom Brady did. You gotta, you gotta get it out quick, spread it around, geometry angles. You know, keep the Bears off balance. They, they, you know, the the Vikings weren't doing much of that because the Bears let the Vikings back in that game. I, I was completely on board with the fact that that was just nothing more than a, a team playing not to lose at that point, and uh, they got lucky. Because all it takes is, you know, a team to get hot, catch an onside kick or somebody fumbles. And, you know, we saw the Jaguars do it. And you're a heavy defensive team and you're playing against a team that can put up points and put them up quick. It doesn't always go your way. You'd still need more points than the other team to win the game. And they haven't changed that yet. That's the one rule they still haven't changed yet.
1: They're working on it. Just give them time. They're working on it. They'll, they'll find a way. No, Chicago played very soft coverage all the way down in the field uh, uh, after they got the nine-point lead. So I, I, I sort of disregard that whole drive because I, I saw what they were doing. There's definitely prevent defense going on there. Um,
0: awesome, awesome trend, you could see that. But then they were yeah. also letting get to the sideline, where when you know if you're going to play back and you're going to let the guys catch the ball, don't let them out of bounds.
1: Yeah, you want to step up and try to hit them in bounds, but you don't want to. Be too aggressive and and pull the PJ Williams and let the guy get by you and just have nobody left.
0: As soon as you started going, I knew it. I, was like, I could see the play in my head. Like yeah, get him. <laughs> oh up the top, like, no!
1: <laughs> he missed them all altogether. He totally missed him.
0: Oh. I jumped off my couch <laughs> when that play happened. I was like, I had never seen anything like that before in I'm the sure playoffs. No, I
1: yelled mean, out and
0: just like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I jumped off my couch in my basement. I remember I was sitting down there watching that game, sort of sequestered off on my own, watching it. Nobody was down there with me. And that play happened, and I was up on the floor. You know, I was I was jumping. I, I literally got up out. Like, I couldn't – like, no way. That's coming back. There's going to be – wait, what? <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, he's all the way in and there they are there are no flags on the field yeah,
0: yeah it was one of those types of plays but um i, I hate to say it but if there's like i uh, might need to cut this short tonight because i have got one long day tomorrow followed by a long day on thursday and an even longer longer day on friday
1: no i get it i completely understand there's nothing of, of import left to for for week eleven, it was going to be about uh, uh, turnover. Bernie Sanders striking again, and uh, Derek Carr had enough of Merga, and they started arguing on the sideline. And Oakland won anyway, so I don't know what to make of that at all. But yeah, we'll, we'll we, we can definitely cut it short and get ready for for Thanksgiving Saturday, coming
0: up in two short Saturday days. A special show. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going to be, to be completely white uh... <laughs> On Saturday, but yeah, that'll be that. That's always a special show for me because I'm like half awake. Maybe my picks will I, improve.
1: I envision you on those Saturday shows after Thanksgiving with like a smoking jacket and an ascot and your drink uh, next to you, and you're just completely doing the anchorman thing. And then, hello, I'm Ron Burgundy, and you're just <laughs> ready to go, nice and mellow and relaxed, and got a couple in you already, and, and ready to read whatever pops up on the teleprompter.
0: No, that that show, yeah, and (laughs) go fuck yourself, San Diego. Uh No, no, uh, those Saturday shows after the Black Friday weekend for me are usually I'm just sitting there with my eyes half open. (laughs) I look I look like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining when he's frozen in the ice. (laughs) (laughs) If you're envisioning, I don't know if you've seen that one. If that's one you didn't get, but.
1: I, I was like seven or eight years old, but I saw The Shining. I did see it.
0: That's me. <laughs> That's me. Frozen. My eyes just sort of like staring out into oblivion. Yeah. No idea what's going on. That'll be me on Saturday. Just so. I'm glad you record the picks because I might not even know what I'm picking. All I know is I have to pick a lock yet. <laughs> I don't that have a do. lock. so I don't have a lock. You You locked up. Washington, so all right, you lock I'm, up. I'm court. already taken care of. Yeah, we only disagree all, on one game in the triple gobble.
1: That's right, but I got all three. You were bringing up the point earlier about uh, Atlanta being so familiar with New Orleans, and they, they know them, and they're going to fight them. I, I really just realized that I got all three underdogs in this game, and I think it's probably because all three of them are division opponents, and they all – know they're they're the favorites. they know them well and they're going to give them a fight and I guess I just believe in 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 the underdogs in that case and I just I I don't care if it's Colt McCoy I definitely do not believe that the Redskins are seven and a half points worse than the Cowboys you know how I feel about the Cowboys I mean come on
0: so you hate no I mean I know how you feel about the Redskins you hate them
1: this year that's that's true too but to hate them eight points less than the Cowboys no can't do it can't do it
0: and, and then where I, where I will agree with you is the same point we made a couple of weeks ago is that's all great that you went and got Amari Cooper, but Dak Prescott's still your quarterback and Jason Garrett's still your coach, and that is going I mean, to I, rear its ugly head at some point.
1: Making making me feel better and better about my lock. I love it.
0: I I, I can see. I you know, there's always a winner and a loser, and unless we push on all of these picks, there's many picks where. You can you you don't agree on the pick, but you can understand.
1: Oh sure, no doubt about that.
0: And uh, yes, we have all th- uh, You have all three of the dogs, although well, be it one of those is a home dog.
1: One of those is um, a home dog, I, but it's the home dog that you've been pointing out for a couple of weeks now, since uh, since last well, week's show.
0: Since last Saturday, I've been pointing this one out that I yeah I expected the Bears to win on Sunday night and immediately bounce back and lose to the Lions on Thanksgiving.
1: So it's over so was, a couple of weeks of picks is what I'm trying to stretch
0: out there. Your, your narrative was that the Bears weren't ready for prime time. I think they were so ready for prime time that they can go nowhere but down for this Thanksgiving
1: game.
0: <laughs> you got to come yeah, down on
1: we, We're both on that one, so.
0: I hope I lose this pick with you because I don't want to actually become su- semi-successful at this picking games out two weeks in a row because that's just like that's a movie. <laughs>
1: it's a recipe for disaster if you start believing I don't you're that try.
0: good. I'm going to try it more often. Mm. You know? And uh, history, especially on your side, says that doesn't go so well.
1: I always feel so confident when I do it, though.
0: We tried to do you that know, with Atlanta. It- Atlanta was going to beat Cleveland and Dallas and set up the big matchup on this Thursday. No, they lost them both. Yeah.
1: But I will say this. How is it looking right now so far for predicting the, the Saints a whole season in advance of winning the Super Bowl? They're looking pretty damn good this year,
0: huh? Oh, no, they're looking yeah. very good. We've both had, we've both had teams, though, uh, as Super Bowl picks, go to the Super Bowl before. It's not like this is the, you're, not, you're not treading new ground here. You just happened to have the most successful of all of our Super Bowl picks. So I believe you had the Jaguars, too, like me.
1: I'm not, I'm not paying attention to that part. Oh, I'm paying know, attention to the, the Saints. Yeah.
0: I believe we both had the Ravens one year to win the Super Bowl in our preseason.
1: Right, and that and, stands as the earliest uh, that either one of us had ever picked the Super Bowl champs. We picked that in, like, August.
0: Yeah, we both did it. That was that was even more impressive. But with no sort of planning on our parts, we we both did it. I, the Saints will have. That it, was pretty it, incredible. Yeah, no, Saints. Uh, the Saints have a as good of a shot as anybody in in the uh, NFC. Their defense was still going to give people some worry. Um, they're still potentially trending towards at least one home game, maybe maybe both. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, they, you know, they, they, they handled the Rams. They, they, they've said they've handled everybody so far. Who did they not handle? Was that Buffalo? Uh,
1: whoever the opening week opponent was, whoever, cause, cause oh, as he, you know, yeah. uh, I'm, i scroll right up real quick and see that one. Uh, yeah, guess, Tampa guess, Bay.
0: Oh my God. Oh, that was the, <laughs> the, the that was the, uh, uh was so the Brad beginning Fitz of Johnson. magic. Yeah, that was the Brad Fitzjohn. The
1: <laughs> yeah, beginning of Fish magic. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it wasn't Buffalo. They destroyed Buffalo. It was yeah, Tampa. Okay.
1: Because, as you know, if you listen to my research, Sean Payton does not get his team ready for Week One. He doesn't do it. And <laughs> so that was a slam dunk for me. But they haven't lost since. So he's 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 got them ready since then.
0: That's for sure. Yeah, and uh, what do what they have? Looking, at. let's see what they have left here: Atlanta, Dallas, Tampa, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Carolina. Okay, so there, that, that.
1: Maybe there's a true. couple losses well, in there. Well, but...
0: It might be a loss or two in there. We'll, we'll, we'll see. They got that that at Dallas is on a Thursday night. Um, I think Atlanta be might get. Next well, Atlanta might give them some fits. I don't think they'll necessarily lose um, Thursday night, but I think Atlanta will give them some fits. Uh, One of the Carolina games they could potentially drop. Pittsburgh, uh, that's going to be a fun one, right? That could be another 51 (laughs) kind of game. It it ends rolling towards the end here, too. I mean, if you're in a situation where the Saints have everything all wrapped up, I mean, they could have a loss. Somewhere in there, I don't know if they're necessarily going to go 15 and one, but they, why not? They they could. They haven't had very many close games. Uh, that Baltimore game was very close. Cleveland, so so they're definitely uh, showing off the play down to the level of your competition uh, ability as well.
1: And, and the Sean Payton doesn't get them all that prepared early in the season as well. But here it is in the middle of the year, and they are cranking it all the way up. They they are putting it all together right now.
0: Yeah, that's a couple of whoopings they've administered the last couple of weeks here. I mean, that's uh, 99 to 21 the last two games. That's kind of hot. Pretty good. So, All right, Saturday night then, I guess.
1: Saturday night is uh, at 9, or do you need 10?
0: Oh, Saturday night will be 9.
1: <laughs> if we Light? wait until 10, you may not be awake.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might, you might just hear. <laughs> you know.
1: Uh, hopefully I'll get you to email my, uh, your pics before you, you fall asleep that night, and then I can just read them all for everybody.
0: <laughs> we've we've never that. had that yet, so let's hope we don't <laughs> reach that point.
1: All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been, in much less detail, the podcast, recapping a crazy week 11 and getting ready for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to your family, Jason.
0: Same to you. And, uh,
1: And we will get ready to come back Saturday night at 9 p.m. Central Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time to pick the rest of Week 12 in the NFL as we head down to the wire. And we will talk to you then. Have a good Thanksgiving, everyone.